This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Well, Alice Shattuck, I want you to turn that frown upside down. I'm grumpy. No, you shouldn't be grumpy. We're Why? having a beautiful day. You look beautiful today. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. For, compared to our long days, it hasn't been that much of a long day. Feels like kind of a long day to me. Well, but... for our long days, it hasn't been... I mean, we have been up, you know, 13, 14 hours, whatever now, but compared to our long day? I mean, I, I just know. got home like an hour ago. Uh, Sure. Okay. Okay. If you guys hear Sally, uh, if you've seen in the background, that is Sally Shattuck. She's uh, trying out for a play. We had an audition tonight. She thought things went very well. That's good because things, uh, you know, they can go well. They can be disastrous. Um, Alice and I just had a, a snippy fight about um, equipment uh, for the... We've got a cam- we got all sorts of stuff now. We've got a camera that's it's acting up. It's not really working very well. We've got... a. Google Play is not working for people, which we've just found out. Yeah, somebody commented a, and said that. We didn't even it's know. It's a SoundCloud that that was thing, happening. too. We're, we, we may be moving off of SoundCloud. I think we probably will, if we can find enough units in a day. Like, once, in a, once again, it's been a month since I've written the Substack. So, um, but, so we're looking for. We have all sorts of stuff that we've got to fix there. Um, and then we talk about, like, do we buy new equipment? And then if we do, what's the commitment for the equipment? Because, because I want to go to three days. Um, but I think we need three days because we don't have enough hours in the day to do anything else at all. You know, it, it's just, uh, well, right. I mean, like if this, if doing the podcast were both of our job, I think right. it would be a lot easier. But yes. We have a lot of other jobs that we do day to day, which makes it a little tricky. Um, so I don't. I don't, I don't know what any of the answers to this are because making decisions about it also requires time. So exactly. for the moment, we're just coasting right along doing the same thing we're doing because nobody wants to make any decisions about anything because it's too hard. Exactly. But I'll look into the Google podcast things and email various whatever exactly. and see if I can find the right um, Now, once again, I was... Um, 
I was um, mentioned in the Kirk Minahan Show podcast, and wow. I'm going to set it, be setting the record straight on some of the things, including a delusion that Kirk himself has about the grade that he was in versus Dean McLaurin, which is a... We'll talk about it in a bit. You don't have to worry about that now. You're not going to have to worry about that name, although that name is getting both Dean and Keith now are getting some notoriety. I can imagine. I can imagine that, you know, somehow. Doesn't their dad listen to our show? I think maybe. May, I think so. Or he said he has. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. We'll talk about, about that stuff in a bit. Um, they did have me laughing uproariously today, and they've made a, a mean meme as in, I'm the uh, the Joker or the Jared Loft or the shooter, James, what's his name? I don't know. I thought it was just a Joker thing. I no, know. I think it was the <laughs> a little bit of both. The, the guy, the shooter mm-hmm. from Colorado. But anyway, but it was just a, it was just, just a laugh. But I, the, we'll, I will handle the incorrect record in just a little bit. There's a few things I want to get to, though. Um, one is, holy God... We are really, I'm sorry, you can be, I understand that committee hearings are are just pageants that in Congress, it's, it's all a show. These people are just asking stupid questions and doing gotcha things for to raise money and go viral and this and that. But sometimes it just, it sinks in just how bad and stupid some of these people are. This is Rep uh, Rashida Tlaib. She's a member of the squad. Challenging bank CEOs to agree to stop funding fossil fuels. This is a dumbass socialist woman who's a clueless psychotic. She is a psychotic, and but she wants a promise from everybody that they're going to stop, you know, funding fossil fuels, which of course is a psychotic thing to say. But Jamie Dimon is one of the people who talks. What bank is he with? Bank of America or something? I don't know. He's one of one of the banks. Anyway, um, she goes down the line and asks for a commitment from all of these bank uh, CEOs. You have all committed, as you all know, uh, to transition the emissions from lending and investment activities to align with pathways to net zero in 2050. Do you know uh, what the International Energy Energy um, Agency has said is required to meet our global 2050 net zero targets of limiting global temperature rise to 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit or Uh, 1.5 degrees Celsius? So no new fossil fuel production starting today. So that's like zero. So I would like to ask all of you and go down the list, because, again, you all have agreed to doing this. Please answer with a simple yes or no. Does your bank have a policy against funding new oil and gas products? Mr. Diamond. Absolutely not. And that would be the road to hell for America. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine, sir. You know what? Everybody that got relief from student loans has a bank account with your bank should probably take out their account and close their account. The fact that you're not even there to help relieve many of the folks that are in debt, extreme debt, because of student This person is a psychotic. She should be in a padded room right now. So the bank is supposed to just shut down all the student loan accounts, stop collecting yes, them? Yes, because they're, they've proven that they're mean already because they still have student loan accounts and they should be forgiving those because of the student debt, the college people's debt, which for this socialist... The are, banks are, is, gave is still, them the money to go to college. Is right. that not... Um, but, what the left wanted them to do is lend well, people money so. to go to college. I thought that was what the but, left wanted. But also, like, it's interesting that, that she wants them to, she demands that the banks hand out money from everybody else to more college kids. And, you know, not the most uh, oppressed class of Americans, 
the college. But she's just psychotic because she's yelling at him anyway because she wants all these people, these banks, to unplug right now from fossil fuels. These people are psychotics who won't be happy until there are fires in the streets and we are Venezuela. This is what this is. It's please make us Venezuela now. And you're out there criticizing it. Miss Frazier, how about you? Uh, we will continue to invest in uh, and support clients who are investing in fossil fuels and in uh, in helping them transition to cleaner energies. And Mr. Uh, Monahan? We are helping our clients make a transition, and that means we're, we're lending to both oil and gas companies and to new energy companies and helping monitor their course towards the standards you're talking about. Yeah, Mr. Sharp? Uh, excuse me, uh, the same thing as Mr. Moynihan said. Yeah, I, I'm not going to ask you, Mr. Diamond, because you obviously don't care about working class people in frontline communities like ours that are facing huge amounts of high rates of asthma, respiratory issues, and so much more. Cancer rates are so high among my communities that I represent. So I'm not going to even ask you if you're committing to ending financing of new oil and gas projects. But Ms. Frazier, Mr. Monahan, Mr. Shea, we are living through a climate crisis today. And a commitment to net zero requires a commitment to ending fossil fuel financing. It is important because I want you all to know at the end, we're going to pay the cost of the public health impact. These are people that you're supposed to be serving, the folks that you're supposed to be providing and supporting in communities. Anything yeah, and they need uh, to heat their homes in the winter. So we're going to be financing, financing the gas companies. Right. She is a psychotic and she is the dumbest person in that room talking to people much smarter than her. In, in leagues more depth of knowledge in things she couldn't possibly begin to understand. These are people with real responsibility on their well, shoulders. And, and this is why I would like to see Congress lose the cameras altogether. Mm-hmm. You know, in theory, they're having in these bank people to ask them questions and learn from them so that they can determine policy. You, you have all committed, as you Sorry. all know... Right. So that's why they have these hearings in theory as they're like trying to figure out how to make policy. They'll ask in a bunch of people like Mark Zuckerberg when they're talking about regulating social media companies or the banks or whatever. You know, they have in all these people as like expert witnesses so that they can ask some questions about how stuff works so that they can make determinations about what laws should be. But Instead, what we get is they invite in people they don't like, and then they just do a couple minutes of grandstanding for the cameras so that they can cut a campaign commercial with a snappy picture of Rashida Tlaib or AOC or whoever, you know, angrily staring down right. the bank CEOs and a good video where she's yelling at them for something really dumb. But they can use the footage, and that's all they want out of it. And we're funding this stupidity. Like, take the cameras out and stop stop suggesting having them in the Supreme Court, too. Get rid of them. This isn't helping anybody. It's terrible. It's terrible. Get rid yep. of this. because this is, and, and the right is just as guilty of this. Ted Cruz does this. Josh Hawley does this. They all do it. They all act all self-important in front of the cameras all the time and ask idiotic questions and make idiotic statements to like try and slam dunk on people i mean like even even though i get it that it's satisfying because fauci made everybody's lives miserable for two years and like it's fun to watch Rand paul dunk on him like even the stuff like that like the camera shouldn't be in the room just stop doing this stuff stop giving the lawmakers these opportunities to just be actors in their own movies okay can we 
Can we cut that out, please? Here's Maxine Waters. I remain concerned that branch closures across the country, which are often a consequence of mergers, are expanding banking deserts and harming communities that rely on branches for basic banking services. The committee will also examine banks' commitments to underserved communities as our nation's racial wealth gap widens and black applicants and others continue to be discriminated against. I'm (laughs) eager to hear about their efforts to ensure communities of color finally get fair opportunities to build generational wealth. So uh, what I I get out of that... We had food deserts, now we have banking deserts. Yeah, well, what I get out of that, apart from the food deserts, the banking desert thing, which is just whatever. um, First of all... transactions are moving away from brick and mortar if she didn't notice. Yeah, okay? there's going to be more branch closures. Right. And if she's bitching about inequities in bank loans, well, do, do you, does she want to give out more bad loans again? It probably does, actually. Yeah, she probably does want to give out more bad loans, and then she wants them forgiven when people don't pay them right. back. Right. That's what she wants to happen. And, I mean, this idea that the banks exist to serve out... D- racial justice and equity to the communities of color, the underserved communities, is so toxic. And they do it with everything. They do it with, you know, what did we hear with recently? The um, the home inspectors? Um, Remember yes, Kamala Jr. Right. with the that's home inspectors? Right. It's almost we need like more it... equity. In Massachusetts, did you see Mara Healy is going after car dealerships? No, really? So, like, apparently when car dealerships, at the end when they try and convince you to, like, buy all the extra stuff, like, to scotch guard your seats and, like, right. different, like, warranties the, um, and extra things. Get the L.L. Bean interior like, or whatever. A lot of those things, like, they they have, like, discretion how much they charge for them. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a set price. And they have the incentive to make it higher so that they get more commissions, sure. right? So apparently somebody has done some analysis and they charge people of color more <laughs> on average. So, yep. so Maura Healy's going after them. So the, that injustice will not stand. It's funny because, you know, Connecticut's a very diverse state or much more diverse than Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's people of every color and every whatever there all over the place. It seems like everybody in Connecticut has a Beamer. Hmm. Everybody, regardless of color, has a much better car than me. Hmm. But, I mean, I don't even know, like, on the face, I haven't looked enough at, like, the data analysis and the numbers. Like, why would that be that the car, car dealership would charge people of color more? Can you think uh, of any explanation? Well, if you go in and you have a bad credit check, then you're going to be pay bad more. credit. I mean, in general, though, like if the idea is that um, they. Uh, but how do they, how do they possibly know the race of the buyers? Well, they must. Uh, they probably have to do, report do it they? when they're giving financing and stuff because of all the like federal laws really? around like the reporting to make sure that you're like an equal opportunity lender and stuff. So all the financing, they probably have to report it. Um, but I, you know, it seems odd to me. And the other thing I noticed that was odd about the data that they reported was that there were way, way fewer buyers of color because you would think if somebody's a less qualified buyer, that they have less money to spend, that the place would 
charge them less because they'd be less likely to overpay for something, you know, if you're having trouble coming up with the money to get the car. So I don't really know. It did seem like in their data they had a lot fewer buyers of color. So my guess is that maybe like the data is just not enough to get a decent average. Maybe the, maybe it's just literally like not good enough data, but I I don't know. I'd have to see more in depth on the statistical analysis of it because it's suspect to me that car dealerships would systematically charge people of color more. Of course not. I don't even like understand. First of all, they're trying to upsell everybody. The most possible amount. Exactly. That's there's no. They always want everybody to pay the highest price. That's their goal. A car dealer is seeing dollar signs, not race. Uh, you know, the salesman. Right. And it would seem to me to like fly in the face a little bit of like some of the other stereotyping, like the, the home inspectors thing. Like they say that home inspectors, they'll like, um, or home appraisers rather was the one that I was reading. Like they'll appraise houses owned by people of color less. So you could say like me, I guess the argument would be that they like have some implicit bias that leads them to like, think a house is less valuable or like think it's in a worse neighborhood or less nice because black people live there. So like those kind of squishy gray factors, they're lowering down for people of color. Like, I guess I understand that argument, but I don't really understand the argument. Like if you think buyers of color are less qualified, why you would want to charge them more for something that you have discretion about how much to charge. Like you don't want them to buy the extra service. Like I just, I I don't really understand the point of the argument because they're already buying the car at that point so i mean like i don't i don't get the i don't get what they think is happening and i don't really understand the data but i guess i guess we'll find out more it's all it's such be it's, it's so in it, this idea of equity means that the search must always go on must always go on yeah we hey, have to find somebody, new ways for, for somebody who is, is, is trying to create a society based on equal outcomes it is a fruitless fruitless uh, endeavor well right and and just in general like the idea of the idea of going after people for transactions that they engage in willingly like for somebody to come in afterwards and say like you were overcharged Mm -hmm. regardless of like the equity race thing i find weird like i remember there was this class action lawsuit it was a little bit after i worked um at the Chanel counter at the Macy's. So it was, um, but I still like knew people in the industry. So there was this class action lawsuit about like price fixing in the cosmetics industry between department stores. Like they all agreed to not go below the price or something. And so like everybody who bought things during that time got like some little discount rebate, you know, the, how mm-hmm. the class action lawsuits, it's never like a lot of money or anything. Right. But so I just thought it was so weird. Like, you agreed to buy the thing at the time for the price that it was. Like, and now somebody's coming in after and saying, like, no, you were overcharged. Like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? Like, you agreed to pay. And that's, like, how I feel about this thing at the... um at the at the car dealerships, like the, I mean, maybe there's some selection bias. Maybe fewer buyers of color agree to buy the extra add-ons and... The ones that do are the ones that can, like, really afford it, so they pay more. I don't know why. I don't know why it's happening. I'm just speculating because I haven't looked at the actual data, but I just, like, 
I, I don't believe the explanation that they're putting forward that the car dealerships are just racist and charging black people more for the heck of it. Like, no. It seems insane to me. I it's, don't get yeah. the argument. It's such BS. All right, I'm going to move on. Okay. To, I, I am, you know I love you, right? And I just recently this morning told you, just uh, 20 minutes ago, told you you look beautiful. And you do. Thank you. And you've lost weight. We both got good report cards today. We had our way in at Awaken 180. Mm-hmm. And uh, how many pounds are you down, Alice? Is this a is this an impertune in? Yeah, bad you can ask now? me that. I'd like to ask you how many pounds you're down. I am down five point two pounds. But it, it's funny because wow, that's so much like weight on you because you're so you're so much better sculpted Wait, now. Wait, total? You... How much am I down? Total, Alice. Oh, I yes. thought you meant this week. No. Oh, I'm down. I was. I'm down like uh, 15 pounds total. It's you look totally. You're totally missing a shade of yourself. Your your uh, your your body is just. It's as if you've been working on. You just look Thank like you. very thin and good Thank and sleek you. and wonderful. You too. Well, uh, yes, I am down 20 <laughs> and seven pounds. Good job. Thank you. Um and um and uh, yeah, no, it's going to work. We're happy because we got bad report cards last week, and we we're like, "Really? What? We, mm-hmm. we seem to be doing most of the stuff right." I mean, it, it is funny that like tonight we had cabbage, and it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really good. My um, cabbage, actually. Yeah, it was. I'm sure there's ways to doctor it up more too. And then I had like a cappuccino oh. milkshake, and that was really good too. You have cappuccino milkshake? Well, it's the amaretto cappuccino packet. And oh, nice. I- uh, but this is why I, I didn't want to break this to you, but I am now dating somebody else. Who are you dating? I don't know her name, but this is her. She's on Libs of TikTok. And um, she's pretty attractive. And you know what I like in a woman, right? Crazy? Correct. <laughs> when are we going to start banning MAGA Republicans from establishments? She just took a shovel full of ramen. If you're wearing the shirt and you're wearing the hat, don't come in my store. Don't come in my restaurant. Kick them out of the bank. I don't care. They're repping it like a gang. And anywhere else, gang violence isn't tolerated. So why is it for them? They're just uneducated white people. Kick them out. Kick them out, Alice. Kick him out. No banking or the, nowhere in. But but you know what? In obviously I love her and she's pretty and she's eating pasta that I love. So this is porn for me. Um, but um, isn't that interesting? Why wouldn't she say that? She yeah. just saw Palpatine give a speech two weeks ago, saying mm-hmm. how dangerous these people were. They're uneducated, right? That's she's learned that from watching. You know all these uh, Colbert for in in uh, the other late night comedians and Saturday Night Live. So. You know, all the stereotypes, all the things. And because if you aren't educated, by the way, and you don't think like her and you vote for a different candidate, you should be kicked out of everything. Yeah. And tell me what kind of person she thinks she is. A good person. Exactly. She's a really good ramadating person. That's right. Mm -hmm. Who's got a big heart. You have a small heart. You're bad, you know, because you're MAGA in, but you're not educated. So you can't go to any places anymore. Isn't it the, the left's... Uh, reflexive willingness to subjugate uh, classes of people, you know, is so close to the surface. It doesn't take much at all. 
Mm-hmm. No, right there, immediately. Don't let them into places where we are anymore. Don't let them into the They're banking like system. They're like a gang. Don't let them into the banking system. That's all MAGA supporters. That means black ones, too. You can't bank anymore. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is that they're trying and Biden's trying and they're trying to make it unacceptable to be a conservative publicly. And so far, they're obviously like not entirely successful because lots of people are openly conservative. Not so much Massachusetts. A lot of people are afraid in Massachusetts. But, you know, it it has a real impact. It does, even though it's not like fully taken its final form yet you know we're not really living in communist soviet union yet you know but but we're we're inching towards it and and the left would like it to be that way and you see people like her who are excited about it and i don't know i don't know where it ends but it doesn't end well have you you've seen this case all these conservatives are reporting on too with this guy brant shannon brant that ran over a, a yes, teenager, a teenager that had truck. a political problem, and this guy's yeah. out on bail, is he? Uh, I I don't know exactly what he's doing. I I'm not a hundred percent convinced he's not just a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, he seems to be saying it's a political thing, but I I don't honestly know. He does not seem in totally sound mind the things I've seen mm-hmm. of him yet. So I'm not totally sure what his deal is exactly. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's that wild to imagine that the left like will think it's okay to kill MAGA people. Like, you're oh, one absolutely. step away. If you're all ready to kick them out of establishments, then you're partway there, you know. And it's really like these. I understand but that I the left has also, to say that well, everything the Republicans do is killing people, but the descriptors she used, uneducated. Hmm. In other words, didn't go to the four-year school where she went, got blackout drunk and hooked up and got a useless degree at. The class indicator right. isn't there. So they don't. you shouldn't be able to have the same freedoms and liberties that other people have. Holy God, these people. What is this party? What is the Democratic Party anymore? Jesus, my, my neighbor across the street when I grew up, next to Keith and Dean McLaren, by the way, um, was a World War II veteran and Democrat and... Came from working class beginnings and was all about, you know, the, the Democratic Party being for the working class and having providing some the size of safety net was the debate at the time. You know how what the role of government is to um, for working people, etc. He didn't want to disenfranchise the rest of the people, subjugate half of the country. Actually, fought a war to make sure that we were all could be free. These people are just. I don't know. I don't want to use the term fascist because it's just overused now and it's useless. Mm-hmm. But God, then it, it's but the, but it's more pernicious than being an elitist. This is for somebody who wants to deem other people less American, less human than others, based on these these accessories of the elite. Freaking, and you know she is not atypical. She is typical. Freaking right. crazy. Right. She obviously wouldn't make a TikTok of herself saying that stuff out loud unless things saying things like that was applauded amongst her circle oh, of peers. You're absolutely right. And also she doesn't think she said anything mean. No. No. It's just obviously they're not like us. They're not they don't have the education that she has. They shouldn't be treated equal as equal human beings. 
Holy frig. And they're white people. Oh, because they're white people. Just uneducated white people. What a dumbass. And of course, she listens to NPR and they tell her again and again uh, that she's learning something and she's a dumbass. Of course, I do still love her, but she is a stupid. (sighs) All right, where to next, Dallas? Where do you want to go next, homie? Did you see Politico is reporting that the White House is all upset about Bill Malugin? Yeah, I saw that. I saw her. He's daring to go document the immigrants uh, in crisis on the border. And, the you know, you can put Biden officials down there, too, if you want to. You could try to fix the problem if you want to. But yeah, no, that's a non-starter. They're not going to try and fix the problem. That's crazy talk. They're just going to complain that reporters cover it. Well, what I think they hate about it more is... Bill Mulligan has essentially been deputized by Border Patrol. They are giving him every access to everywhere. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they hate Mayorkas and they hate the Biden administration. Of course they do. Right. Because they're making their job impossible. They're punishing them for things that aren't their fault, like yep. the stupid rains stuff. Yep. They're making their lives miserable, calling them racists and all this stuff. And at the same time, increasing the Ill- illegal border crossings to unimaginable levels we're already past two million people this year this year and it's only going up there's still like weeks left in the season when it's possible for people to cross but yeah the the white house once again is all messaging and no like solving the problem they're mad that people are talking about people crossing the border but they're not gonna they wouldn't think about the way to solve that being doing something about the border that, that wouldn't even occur to them. The problem is the messaging. The problem is the reporters. So they're saying um, they're mad, too, because um, Ron DeSantis gave the story of the illegals going to Martha's Vineyard to Bill Malugin to break, too. That's who broke that. <laughs> so they're, like, pissed off. In recent days, several current and former White House and administration officials expressed to West Wing Playbook, this is in Politico, their increasing frustration with Malugin's on-air coverage arguing that there is an alarmist quality to it, designed to feed political narratives rather than to illuminate the actual issues feeding the migrant crisis. How fantastic. Bill, you need to illuminate the actual issues a little bit more here. Last week, he was the first to break the news that Ron DeSantis had chartered two planes to fly 50 Venezuelan migrants from Texas to Martha's Vineyard. Da, da, da. And he followed up that story with appearances on Fox News Opinion Primetime. I noticed they can't even say the words Tucker here, <laughs> which some of Fox's straight news reporters notably avoid. Oh, in a series great? of exclusives on DeSantis's escalating fight with the Biden White House over migrants. Immigration has been a key issue that has filled many hours of programming for Fox News since its inception. The network regularly dispatches people to the border to cover illegal border crossings, stoking fears about caravans of immigrants. The coverage is often accompanied by stories of crimes committed despite studies showing immigrants have a lower propensity for committing such acts. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. But Malugin has helped usher in a new style of coverage of the issue oh, fantastic. by the network. He is part of a more technologically savvy generation of Fox reporters and producers whose work leans more heavily on on-the-ground reporting, augmented by soaring aerial drone footage of migrants crossing the border. Heaven forbid he show people actual footage of what's yeah, actually the, the word happening. The they're looking for is thorough. Yeah, thorough, modern, yeah. high-tech reporting. Um... The technique gives the story a dramatic technique. visual. The technique, the technique gives the story a dramatic visual scale that Fox pundits use to bolster their arguments about the enormity of the problem. Fox has built up its flight team in recent years. You know, years. if you don't have five hundred people walking across the river, you've got no problem with the scale of anything. Yeah, the drones have nothing to exactly. take footage of exactly. if you solve the actual problem. Stop videotaping us screwing up the border. Stop showing footage of it. Last year, Fox clashed with the Federal Aviation Administration when it said the agency restricted drone use in the area. As Malugin has become an increasingly visible figure on the network, his coverage has caught the attention of the White House, which has become increasingly irritated by his reporting. During a press conference last week, Jean-Pierre noted that Fox News got the heads up on the Martha's Vineyard flight before local, state, and federal agencies. One administration official who used to work on immigration issues told West Wing Playbook that the Biden team has complained about the lack of nuance in the network's coverage of the topic, which focuses more on the number of migrants rather than explaining the root causes of the situation. Another administration official believes the conservative network amps up border coverage whenever there are bad headlines for But here's the thing about the migrant crisis is that the border crisis happens when the people are crossing the border. You can root cause me all day and we can talk about rolling blackouts in Honduras and crime and drugs and uh, drought and whatever. The problem is when they're crossing the U.S. border. That's the problem. So that's why we're not talking about root problems, because the action item is that they're walking across the river into the United States. That's the action item. You know, if they want to, the administration can feed uh, CNN, uh, you know, access to Honduras and Venezuela day and night if they want to. And they can talk about what's going on down there. Most Americans, especially in border states, are concerned with what's going on on the border. Right. So... I mean, the other thing is, too, is, like, the root causes thing kills me when they're telling us that, like, that this is because of the collapse in Venezuela and stuff, when, like, 20 years ago, they were all heralding Venezuela's shift to socialism and telling us how great things were going. Do you remember that? Well, they Am love I Chavez. Imagine- they love Chavez. McGovern used to go down and see him. The Massachusetts delegation especially loved Chavez. Um, And the whole thing where it was... Like, you know, this should be a model. Their socialism is working so well. We should look at this. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, am I imagining this? That this happened like 20 years ago? Like when I was in high school, weren't they saying how great Venezuela was going yes. and we could learn from them and all this stuff? Yes, was saying that. Yes. So like, 
I don't, I mean, maybe it's time to look back then if we're going to talk root causes. I'm willing to talk root causes. Why are all these people needing to escape from Venezuela? Mm -hmm. Can we talk about that part of the root causes? Yeah. Can we talk about how maybe some people were wrong about how well the switch to socialism was going? I mean, are we allowed to talk about that root cause and maybe talk about, you know, the the ways in which the country's government and economy should be reformed in order to not have people flowing into our country? Is anyone willing to talk about that? Because I, I have heard crickets from the left about the socialism collapse issue in Venezuela. Right. So, I, I mean, the, it's so disingenuous. It's so disingenuous for them to say, like... Fox is just showing the footage of people crossing the border and isn't explaining the root causes when like they're the last people who want to address any actual root causes for anything. Of course, they don't want all these Latin American countries as, you know, thriving democracies with free markets where people can do what they want and live and become prosperous. Correct. All right, Albie. Excellent commentary. Can we go to the controversy of the day? Um. This is we're moving off politics now. Well, yeah, I was going to move off politics okay. on to, um, you know, we've got uh, we've got a flare up that has happened here today because of my um, appearance on the Kirk Minahan show for uh, that was Sunday, and now we mm-hmm. have it's Thursday already. It continues to resonate my my visit <laughs> to the Kirk Minahan show today. That he referred to it as a trauma. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, Kirk. I understand. What do you mean? You deal with me every day I'm here talking to you. It's no different than <laughs> I was with Kirk, other than we I were know. moving to different subjects, you know? I know? And he was the host and I was the guest. That's it. But there was, it was, it, 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 I will say that there is something, it does feel like that, that something happened in that room on Sunday. <laughs> and then I do. Feel like the fabric of the universe has been torn irreparably. Well, I do, you know, when me, when me and Mike got me and my friend Mike Chinino got uh, lost in the woods in Vermont, and we were like lost in the woods for like fourteen hours overnight, and the police were looking for us and this and that, and we were in this adventure, and it was harrowing. And I'll get into the whole thing sometime, and I should probably should tell it sometime. But afterwards, like me and Mike, like didn't want to like see each other for a little bit. We had just both been traumatized by this night. It was weird, <laughs> but uh, but uh, but I do I I, I kind of it, I guess it was it was an odd night. I mean, when I get to Kirk's place, their studio, you know, you were with me all day. We had a hectic day. It was a long day. We had a full long day in the morning, and then we had a, a hectic day at Fenway Park, and then you know, getting driving around Boston during the Sox traffic and parking and getting the hell out of there, and then finally dropping you guys off from Watertown and me getting into the studio in Watertown and and so like it it should it should have been the closing of the day you know it shouldn't have been the most remarkable thing <laughs> but it kind of was so anyway um uh, there's just a, a, a little clip here of his show today and there are some things that he's factually wrong on, and I know this is provable and he's suggesting that I'm wrong on this and he's mischaracterized me many times this is not a this is not a new thing he could do could care less about truth. By the way, let me tell you something. Okay. Alice. The third best man in the United States of America right now? Third best, not first best. Third best man in the United States of America is who? 
Uh, Mike Geary? Sorry, that's our four-year-old <laughs> demanding that Alice wipe my butt. That was something he was just saying. Sorry about that. I don't know if that's a good luck for Mike Geary or not. But you're correct. You're correct. It is Mike Geary. He is an, a man among men. He is rocks. Do you need me to go? Again. Yeah, okay. you want to go? Yes, you stay here. Okay. Try to be quick. Eat. We hear you. <laughs> Jeez. Can he wipe, learn to wipe his own? Okay. So uh, I really should wait for Alex before the business, but I cannot say enough about, first of all, Mike Geary makes that show fantastic. The Minahan show. It's a great show. Um, but also, you know, it, obviously David Cullinane, if you guys know who he is, uh, he is the producer of the show, a classic snake, an uh, odd guy, guy who stole, as a, a when he worked for the promotions department of a radio station in Boston, he stole from the promotions department. He, he misrepresented himself for trying to book, uh, that he got fired there, he misrepresented himself when uh, trying to book uh, Alan Dershowitz, got fired for that one. Essentially, uh, Jerry Callahan fired him for stealing the keys of to the Legacy Club, a private VIP club, which he did. So, so he's a but. But Geary is the he's the second chair in that show, and he is fantastic. By the way, um, you can I follow him on I think on Patreon. I, I I follow I subscribe to the show anyway. I guess maybe I don't follow him on Patreon. Is it the Blind Mike experience? Is it what's Mike's? Blind Mike. But by my project, yeah, no. So I actually, I don't think we pay for it, but we we do. I do subscribe. So here's uh, Kirk today on talking about my appearance once again. Uh, now four days later on during his show today. Today was Wednesday, by the way, not Thursday. Oh, it is today Wednesday. All right. Okay. Sorry about that. That Shabbat guy or whatever is the most idiotic person I've ever listened. <laughs> oh, sorry. That is. Him quoting Barstool Riggs, who is some loser at Barstool who goes around um, giving a tongue bath to golfers around. First of all, there's nobody more obnoxious than golfers themselves. But a golfing sycophant who goes and sucks up to other golfers, what a low person. So he's quoting. Your, how are your efforts to book Fred Couples going, by the way? That's the kill shot for Dave. But I've got it in place that I could book him now. With people, for, well, for not Odyssey. with that audio out there saying that golfers are terrible. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, don't worry about it. I've got a, I've got a. You make a point, actually, Alf. But um, but uh, but he's this is he's quoting this guy Barstool Riggs. That Shabbat guy or whatever is the most idiotic person I've ever listened to. <laughs> every single subject guy broached. Every single subject broached. He was wrong. They call him look like Einstein. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> having a dumb golfer tell you that you're that you're that I'm wrong my like so, my politics my thinking my um my knowledge depth of knowledge on subjects of the day are, are wrong some <laughs> idiot golfer really goes sycophant watches men golf all day and gets excited wow what? Why are you laughing? <laughs> Just makes me it's laugh. like I you know I can I can take. I, I can take criticism for whatever, whatever, whatever. But when the jock community calls you dumb, you know that you're doing the right thing. Because I don't want him to agree with me. I don't think that, he, that any 
golfing. Um, <laughs> is this like how many I don't people think, are you trying? No, no, I don't think any golf. I don't think, I don't think any golfing groupie has a cranial capacity to make a good analyzation of anything I'm saying. Analysis. You stick uh, analysis. Sure, you know, stick to uh, you know your, your little golf cleats and your. Getting a quick 18 in, you know, b- between sales meetings. What a wretched class of people. Now, is he playing a character there? Because uh, Cullinane said that he doesn't remember Shattuck being that much of a, like, call people out kind of a guy. I don't remember him calling people out the way he called out Carabas randomly. Where's he going to do that? On, like, WTIC? Well, he, he is a sh- I think I called out Carabas on this show. I think I mentioned that Kirk brought me up to Carabas eight, nine, ten months ago, whatever it was. And Carabas said immediately... Immediately pulled the um, was it the Judas? When did the crow the crow? No, when did the rooster bark? When Peter denied Jesus? What was it? John, let's not even. That was very confusing. Skip this one. Okay. Well, no, it was a it was a denial when he didn't (laughs) give it a chance to. He didn't give the question a chance to marinate at all, Mm. and he just denied. Show he's a podcast, right? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Jerry show. He didn't didn't aggressively call people out on Jerry's show. You know. But you said he was the alpha on Jerry. I mean, Jerry and I were talking politics. I'm sure that uh, Barstool Riggs, the golfing sycophant, uh, you know, could outthink me and Jerry any day. But we were calling people out all the time on Jerry's show. I mean, I mean, polit- politicians, newsmakers, etc. So it's not as if... By the way, I wrote columns, too, calling people out, including our Republican governor. You know, I didn't get offered a, a position in the communications office of Charlie Baker... You know, because I had torpedoed his administration again and again in columns. I know I couldn't do it as good as a barstool sycophant groupie, you know, hanger on Riggs can. But, you know, I did OK. Joe. Yeah, like they, he he had alpha tendency. Obviously, Jerry's always the alpha. He's Jerry Callahan. Sure. You know, sure. Was, but he was on par with Jerry. He was on par with Jerry. Really? Yeah. He came yeah. in here the other night. He clearly was not the alpha in the room. I don't well, know. That's not how I heard it. Mike Geary. What was going on? Mike Geary for the win again. Like, I don't, I don't understand what happened. Yeah. Like, it's been a couple. It's like trauma. I'm still processing it. I'm not there yet. I liked when he, so when he brought up Keith and Dean, <laughs> you said, I can't believe I'm talking about this on my show for the obvious reason. No one right. knows who they are. Right. And his response was kind of like, Come on, pussy. Like, address, address this issue. Don't try and skirt well, away no, from no, it. <laughs> right, but related to that. That I, is Mike Geary, by the way. Blind Mike Project. You should uh, download. Great guy. Funny guy. I like I the we'll idea that, like, now so I said I knew Patreon. Dean really well. Like, I did. Uh, we very, uh, you know, he's great younger than me, but we had, one of, we had some one of his best friends, one of my best friends. That is a lie. Dean and Kirk are in the same grade. Both of them revolved around Peter French, who was a great guy. And so I knew Dean for years, and and so I established that. And then Shaq's like, "Well, how do you know his older brother?" I'm like, "Well, I know him. <laughs> That's how. Let me help you the mystery <laughs> through Dean. That's how I know new Keith. I like that Tom looks at life like you're still like an eighth grader, and his brother's a junior. Right? <laughs> how would you possibly have met him? <laughs> his house? I don't know. Like I just know the guy. He doesn't know him. He does not know Keith. Keith was in my grade. Kirk was in Dean's grade. He does not know Keith. This is a false claim. Did you ask Keith? I could ask Keith right now. Or, or, I, I, you know what? I don't want to let on that in case out of nowhere Keith life's Keith's life's changes that I had anything to do with it. I want him. To, <laughs> I want them to organically. <laughs> but yeah, and then he's like, but he's like, and then he was like, oh, you know what? That's a great idea. Let me text Keith. 
What are you going to text Keith? Hold on. Hold on. You just feel, please. Well, I I mean, I, this is a little tough for me because I'm not as intimately acquainted with the topic of Dean and Keith's grades in high school as you are. Um, but, I mean, it does happen that people's memories are off. Like, people remember things wrong. They've done all kinds of studies. Of this. Why people's suddenly memories- are you not backstabbing me when it comes to Minahan? What do you mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? You always about? side with him. He's wrong about that. Again, but to continue the Dean McLaren subject. He was like, no, he was the, he was like, he graduated the same year you did. I'm like, no, he definitely yes. did not. Yes, he did. I know what grade no. he's in. I, I know. It's me. I know. Well, yeah. he gets a rise out of you. He fires you up. Toes. Yeah. Yep. Jesus. Do you think he was on Coke legitimately, Colin? No, I just no, think I he's do. always had that kind of energy. It was just on steroids. You know? Any reason why he was wearing that sweater or whatever that was? or that? That's a good point. So I meant to wear a different vest, but, but, um, but the day turned out to be really hot. It was like in the 90s. Remember how hot the day was? So it was like the different vest was heavier vest. So then I just wore a, a T-shirt with a light vest because Mike Geary had won that, worn that a couple of days before. And I thought, I'll just kind of dress like Mike dressed. Vest? Uh, no, he's just that's part of his Not style. a great vest. You know, Milton's vest? Was it a Milton's vest? No, it was I not. not. Where did I get that vest, the gray one? Is that from, oh, no, don't say it. Just in case, just let's not say it. Close by four. I apologize. Was, uh, we probably apologize. That's <laughs> that is definitely that's a. Yeah. I couldn't see it. I was just asking. Yeah, that's way. That's a worse. That's way worse thing about the passcode to the. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Like in your mind, how often would we use him? Never. What? Seriously. Uh. Eh, once a month, maybe. Ooh. How often would we use him? <laughs> what? I don't know how I'm supposed to react to that. Is a month been extended? A- First of all, once a month, they should want to use me more, but I don't know how we're going to make it work, obviously. I mean, like, I, 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 bitch. <laughs> my morning guy from my radio station, um, actually texted me today and said, you know what? I don't think I like Jared Carabas either. Hmm. The on-air guy. He listens to the Kirk Apparently he does. So if he listens, then he then it's all over the building. So I don't know how long this is. <laughs> I don't know how long this can, uh, can necessarily uh, maintain, but we'll see. Longer than 30 days. <laughs> I was thinking like quarterly. Oh, okay. No? Yeah, but I think he could settle in. Like he could settle in after that. That was quick. Settle in? Quarterly? I was quite settled in for two hours the other night. It was, <laughs> you did, were very comfortable. I was absolutely comfortable. I was a little nervous during the day beforehand. And, you know, uh, probably a little jittery the moment I got there, you know, because, I'm, you know, it's it's new. I'm out in a new place. I don't know for sure if Kirk's not just going to take out a gun and just shoot me in the head. I, you know, I, and, you know, I wasn't sure. But I was absolutely settled in. I believe... There wasn't too many times where I wasn't in on the conversation. Yeah, you talked a lot. You were not a wallflower. Doesn't seem like a compliment. No, you were good. I think he could. He's a very funny character, and also people seem to like how crazy he was. I think he actually fit in like well. Oh, so the show. Yeah, I just think he's a lot. I think people he would wear people out. I think all the time. Oh my god, the golfing community might uh, might not be able to. uh, to take it and they'd have to go doing whatever vacuous stupid thing they usually do. 
All right, are you ready for... Uh, by the way, I'm going to release um, an image of Keith and Dean tonight onto the internet. Is there any harm in doing that? I don't think so. I mean, like, did you want to ask them first just to make sure they're cool with it? I don't think so. <sighs> I don't think so. I mean, okay. you don't... I, it's a free country, but it might be a nice gesture. I've just texted to do Keith. So. Keith, do you know Kirk Minahan? I have not gotten an answer as yet. He's probably saying, do I know this guy? Do I know this guy? Because he doesn't know him. He's never known him. All right. Chat, chat time. Ready, Alice? All right. I've taken us late. I'm sorry about that. I apologize. Are you okay? I'm okay. Doing fine. Once again, you look lovely, Alice. Thank you. Hey. Thank you. Hey, Tom. This yes. is uh, Michael from Cincinnati. Oh. I just saw your appearance on the Minahan show on YouTube period mm. as one big middle-aged guy to another. Please never leave the house with cargo shorts and a vest. <laughs> I love your show, man. Thank you, Michael. Keep up the good work, but please look in the mirror before you leave the house. Michael, See I you later. That was so, an on purpose style decision. Yeah, no, that was, yeah, that was planned. I actually had an outfit set aside for that show and that was it. Uh, I am, quite familiar michael with the idea that it that my appearance itself and especially cargo pants once you're rock- all the dads wear cargo shorts right no but i did think that i looked rather disastrous but i'll give you t- I'll give <laughs> another thing though is that the camera angle by the minahan team in it which is that snake cullinane is like he put he essentially installed the camera directly onto my primary fat roll that in, enveloped most of the camera shot and then my eight chins. It's like Jesus Christ. Kirk gets think- his Kirk gets a nice desk to cover any flaws he has, etc. I get no desk. I'm out there naked essentially. I also think it's possible our lighting is better in here. Yes, that's possible. Don't tell uh, a snake. He doesn't want to have to do any of that stuff. Hey, Burn Barrel, I need you uh, to settle a debate. Sure. So uh, I I say the uh, Holocaust was uh, horrific, and uh, my friend, he says it was kind of bad. Who's in the right here? Who, who's got the right right uh, argument here? Who's Okay, let me know. Imagine having a friend who who thought the Holocaust was kind of bad. <laughs> um, I would say... I'm going to hand it to you on this one, Justin. Yeah, yeah. I would say, Justin, that it was probably more than kind of bad. I would say that to your friend. I think that's safe. So uh, I heard um, a tale of uh, uh, there was this uh, bike, and it was uh, apparently uh, on the campus of uh, University of Kentucky, and it uh, smelled of uh, beer and uh, vomit. Remember when it had uh, panties? Was it? It called in from the frat party. Oh, really? Did it I might that? have been when I was filling in. I don't remember. Oh, you did a chat chat without me? You don't remember this? No, I don't. You complimented me on how it went. The chat chat. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, Alice. It's on its handlebars. I don't know. Could be Tom's bike. I don't know. My bike is still in our uh, shed, and that's where it shall remain. Hey, guys, just wanted to touch on a couple of things. First off, sure. uh, Alice, I'd say to you, don't worry about Kate Upton. I know that that's Tom's fantasy girl. I'd be more worried yep. about uh, Kurt Minahan, Kirk Minahan because uh, Minahan's a whole lot closer, and Tom seems to have a bigger man crush what? on uh, Minahan than he does on Kate Upton. Hey. 
switching gears Incorrect. on the potential switch to three days, I'd caution you to not send your listeners somewhere else for two days a week is they might find a new love and never come back. That is true, actually. If they test us versus the market, I think the market will suck them right away. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure how your sponsor, your potential sponsor, would feel about that either. Yeah, we, we and talked again, to him getting back to Minahan. Oh, Minahan was able to do it because he had a built-in audience when he switched from five to three. The other thing about Minahan is he does two plus hours a day, so he's doing over six hours a week, where mm-hmm. you guys are doing about five. So again, just something to think about. And uh, I've been a loyal listener since day one. I'd hate to see you go away or to have the show be hurt. And lastly, uh, gas has gone up where I live about 45 cents a gallon in the last week. Haven't heard a whole lot of talk about that, but it may be something you want to dive into. Appreciate what you do and love the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. That's a good point. Good point. We, we should check into the gas thing maybe for tomorrow. But uh, yeah, so we're thinking about what to do with it. I mean, obviously, problematic for us would be to do it. Um, some of my the older shows were longer. Some of our mm-hmm. shows were longer. But um, we're we're making it work for now on five days. Um, we'll see. Right now, it's such a reflex that like it, it would be weird for us to be sitting downstairs now and not. Yeah, we'd doing still a- be we'd be having the same conversation just right. down in our living room instead of up here. So that we, I feel like we might as well. But right, yeah. Hey, sexiest man alive, uh, nineteen ninety two. Yes, uh, People magazine. I was just oh, Nick Nolte. And um, uh. I know you got um got somebody who called your radio show and uh, I think their name was like or something. Oh, uh, I was just wondering if uh, they've never had a uh, roll around in the hay. Maybe they would like to have one with a celebrity like myself. All right, bye. Yeah, it was Prince of Tides that Nolte was. That was Prince of Tides time. Um. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. He had a rough. Uh, he's had a rough time since. I think. Well, Gonna go like around uh, the state. What sounds like he likes Idris. Yeah. Well, she was great. Indiana and uh, try uh, different tenderloins. One bite. Everybody knows the rules. All right. Let's go. <laughs> the joke is too that portering takes more than one bite. Alice. What a great idea! What a great idea, Alice. But I'm going to be hanging. I'm going to be part of the Barcelona crew, crew soon, right? I Down mean, there with, with uh, Frank the Tank and Gaz, you know. Riggs, your new friend. Riggs eating pizza, you know, golfing with my bros. I'm part <laughs> I of mean, the... if there's anybody left in the building that you haven't called names. Well, Jared doesn't work there anymore. He's moved on. So I'm doing my bidding for uh, Mr. Portnoy right there, my new boss, by the way. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you so much for listening. As always, everybody, um... You can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod at burnbarrelpodcast.com. I'll email around and see what the answer is on getting Google Podcasts to work. Again, thanks for letting us know that that was happening. Um, and yeah, you can find us everywhere else you listen to podcasts, apparently, including YouTube, Rumble, and email us burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.